Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Property Mom podcast. I'm Dalapa, a wife and mother of two wonderful kids who are four and two, and I'm what you'd call a serial property entrepreneur. And if you're joining for the first time, thanks so much for listening to this. And my hope is that you learn something new every time you listen. And you will, as I've juggled the past few years with raising a family, property investing, developments, refurbs, rent to rent, and educating. So my love for property runs really deep. Once again, it's a guest interview. And I'll be chatting with my second guest, Danielle Bell. She's such a vibrant and hugely passionate mompreneur. And the short time I've known her, I've been massively impressed with her tenacity, her consistency, and hunger. Her Insta handle is I am hungry mommy, and honestly, she truly is. She talks about how she combines her property journey with her little boy, family life, and she has such a funny name for him. Actually, I'm not even going to mention it. And it's such a great conversation. So listen on. Hi, Danielle. So great to have you on the show. Finally. Yes, scheduling has been a nightmare, as you know, Dolly, but um, listen, that's hand in hand with being a mum. I know. I I hold my hands up. Um, What what got in the way the last, I think we've tried to schedule this three times now. Yes, um, indeed. Has been kids. So, you know, if you you would like any additional, um, I am currently selling a three and a half year old. Um, I totally feel you. Free to a good home. Um, I know, Daniel. <laughs> and you know what's amazing is I was telling my husband, I feel like I've been held hostage since, since the lockdown. Like, yeah. you know, like if you describe the hostage situation of being woken up first thing in the morning by screams and then <laughs> <laughs> having to sort of bid to them throughout the whole day. And then it's so funny that you say that, Dolly, because <laughs> I affectionately, and I do have to point out that it is affectionate, um, I affectionately refer to my son as the terrorist. Oh my god! Uh, I do, I do. Um, I tell you, moms everywhere understand what you mean. They completely do. Um, so it, it's been a running joke of mine. Even if when I'm standing doing my presentations in whatever sphere or arena that might be in, it, I always refer back to my son as a terrorist. Son a terrorist. On occasion, it hasn't gone down too well. <laughs> but it's most true. most people most people understand that it's very tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. But yes, I completely get it. Look, it's, yeah. I'm glad that we're speaking tonight. Um, I know. And, it has. and so, in so. fact, I'm always really excited when it's a mom, especially a mom in property, because, mm-hmm. you know, we really get each other. We just understand the difficulties of running our businesses as well yep. as taking care of the kids. But, you know, today I wanted to focus on you and your experiences in property. You okay. know, one of the things that really struck me about you I don't know how to tell the story. It's like, I was just wandering around on Instagram and then yeah. I came by this profile and it was like, I am hungry mommy. And I was like, oh wow, I love this name. Yeah. And then I kind of checked your post and your post, I was like, who is writing? Am I writing these posts? Like, <laughs> it was just so, it was just exactly everything I was thinking about, like combining your child and your experiences with raising your son and kind of tying yeah. it to your property experience and your journey. And it was exactly it was just so in sync. And then I said, yes. oh, let me rush in to send you a DM. And then when I got there, you had already sent, sent me one. <laughs> you had sent me one. I, I, I've said it to you on more than one occasion now, Dolly. Um, I actually, I, I find there's a bit of kindred spirit in us because yeah. um, coming from a very, very um, 
you know, in terms of the entrepreneurship is very driven by being a mum, mm-hmm. by being property. A lot of people, and I don't want to judge, but a lot of, of women get into entrepreneurship often try and dull down the fact that they are a mum first and foremost. I know. Um, because, not because corporate. it's their choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I've been in that corporate world. Um, mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a conversation that a boss of mine had with me when I worked for the New York Stock Exchange. And I'll never forget what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just started um, and we were having a dinner in London. Okay. And he said to me, we were, it was a table full of, it was a partner's dinner, actually. Um, so your, your partner was able to, to come to the dinner. My partner, my husband, wasn't able to make it at the time. He's a teacher. And so their holidays are very strict and rigid. Mm-hmm. So I was going on my own, but with, with other people that I knew. And he said to me, do you have kids? And I said, well, no, we don't. He obviously didn't know that we were going through IVF and that's fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's good. Keep it that way because you won't last long here if you do. True wow. story. True story. I was, world. I, yeah. corporate world. I was younger. I was a little bit naive and um, I kind of just laughed it off, but mm-hmm. it, it hurt in two ways because we were going through IVF mm-hmm. um, and he didn't know that. And secondly, I kind of thought, okay, well, when I do have my family, you're effectively telling me my days are numbered here. Yeah, numbered here. Uh, yeah, so I get corporate, um, makes it very difficult for um, a working mum because as a working mum, you want flexibility, you want choice, and you yeah. have to be able to schedule your day and your day time around. Kids. Yes. Corporate world does not allow for that. Doesn't. Um, so yeah, no, um, I think... It's, it's a great compliment that you say that you, you felt that my Instagram was very much in tune with you um, because I'm just really documenting being a mum with a bit of attitude thrown in between. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for that. Yes. So, but what's interesting is that even though you, you, you do talk about um, your journey with your son, but I see the passion that you have for property. I see you like, you know, constantly out there helping people. And that's one thing I like about your journey is that you're not just kind of pursuing it in your own, just kind of building your own journey. You're also helping people. And I see quite a lot of, you know, the, the testimonials and everything saying that, you know, Danielle's, you know, really so much insight and, you know, you're giving back, you know, and that's very important in the property journey. Yeah, yeah completely. And I think, uh, thank you for that. For me, Dolly, what's important there is if I take myself back two years, which is effectively how long I have been in property, mm-hmm. um, and it, it seems like a lifetime, but at the same time, it doesn't. I've, I've achieved a lot in two years, but it hasn't been without a lot of yeah, work, sacrifices, blood, and sweat and tears get into it. Um, but if I take myself back two years, I did not have somebody um sort of mm-hmm. quite so willingly throwing out this comp- this information um without an ulterior motive yeah. um, and that was very important to me so this what i've been doing really in the last maybe 10 weeks or so is trying to help people who, I'm, effectively i'm trying to help the person that i was two years ago mm. um I'm not a fan of the get rich quick schemes. Yeah. There's no such thing. You know, it's it's always that story of, oh, you can get quick. And there are some people that have, you know, they've had some meteoric rise in their Mm -hmm. property journey and that's all well and good, but you know, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. And it's really about embracing your own journey and not trying to get ahead of yourself and just enjoying the process, isn't it? But have your goals, of course. Goals, listen, goals are essential, absolutely essential to whether it's property, whether it's lifestyle, fitness, relationships, family, life. 
goals are essential. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I was initially sort of dipping my toes into the water of property two years ago, um, I was coming up against a lot of, you know, you can be a millionaire in four weeks material. And, yeah. um, you know, you will earn 5,000 pound a week within the first four weeks of your journey, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Um, and if you didn't have a semi-clued on head, you've been a lot of debt, a lot of trouble right now. Be, um, be because you would in debt. Completely, completely. So what I'm doing right now is and I'm trying to be as transparent with it as I possibly can and say, look, I've walked this path. I've wore the t-shirt. I've made some terrible mistakes. Um, I can give this information to you. It's up to you what you do with it. Mm-hmm. But really my approach, Dolly, is a no, it's a no bullshit approach um, mm-hmm. to property sourcing and investment. That's that's sorry, for, sorry for swearing. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So actually, tell us your story leading up to two years ago. So where okay. were you? What were you up to? And then how did you get into property investing? Property. Okay. So um, I'll cut a long story very short for you. So um, my background is in um, financial analysis and accounting, right? So I came out of university a long time ago and fell into a job which was within the accounting realms. I didn't like it. It's, I mean, my, my degree wasn't even in that. Um, fast forward on a number of years, I worked my way up through a number of different organizations and I became a financial analyst for the New York Stock Exchange. Mm. Now, that's all very well and good, but you will notice that I've got a beautiful Irish accent and I can't travel. I can't be in New York and London and Amsterdam um, all at once, which is what I was doing. Um, I was, I was traveling, commuting London and Amsterdam a lot. Um, and this sounded like a dream job. I'm sure when you got it, it was like, Oh wow. Financial well, yeah, yes, yes. And no, mm-hmm. um, it did. And it was a great, corporate job to have and it looked phenomenal on the cv and mm-hmm. you know got to wear a power suit every now and again it's great but <laughs> <you> remember power <laughs> suit? Power suit. yes but um i'm based in belfast my life is in belfast and mm. um, any traveling that i was doing other than traveling with colleagues was on my own my husband was here we were trying for a family we were going through ivf and um, which which i'm very open about i have no issues talking about IVF because I've been blessed with a very beautiful son, the terrorist. Um, so I have no issues talking about that. But when you're not in the same continent as your husband, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, you know? it's not. It's already not. It's hard enough when it's natural. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So you've got one shot. Okay. So we had to make it work. And IVF is not. Um, it's not a. Uh, cheap expensive it's very expensive mm-hmm. and so we had actually a pot of cash that we had set aside that was to start our buy to let portfolio um i didn't have any property education at that time so mm-hmm. we were going to do it the old-fashioned way of you know save up a 25 percent deposit buy the house didn't even know about refinancing at this stage mm-hmm. long story short um the idf cost tens of thousands of pounds so the pot of cash that we had sitting aside was depleting rapidly um fast forward on I had my son i during this time um i had just had a screw it moment um i had worked so hard to get him that i did not want to be an absent mother mm-hmm. when i got him yeah okay so that was very very important to me i did not want to be absent and um, i really knew the value of time then 
Um, and so I had to make some decisions. I started educating myself in how I be- could become involved in property without the cash yeah. or, or without certainly yeah. the chunks of it that I thought that you needed. Yeah. Um, and property sourcing seemed to be that route. So while I was, I had left the corporate job and was, I was doing a pri- working for a private company um, in, in a finance function. I started to slowly immerse myself into it. Um, the rest they say is like side hustle in a sense where you'd it was it was absolutely a side hustle to begin that worked with. for you exactly you picked a strategy that worked for you and you started to develop it on the side and it's very yeah. important that you mentioned that it's one of the strategies that you don't need that much cash to get into where yeah. you can develop a property investing company even off of that type of strategy oh absolutely and that's exactly what i've done and the mm. thing is the reason that a lot of people fall into or are allured with sourcing mm-hmm. is because they sell it as you don't need any money, which is true. You don't need any money, but you cannot be sold the dream of you don't need any money and you're going to make a million in six months. Um, yeah. And because that's, I found that that was out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I've noticed one thing about you, Daniel, you've clued into the fundamental principles of if you don't have the cash, other than the stack of cash, then you yeah. have to source the people. So effectively, it's either you have the cash or you source the people that have the cash yeah. and work with those people, you Absolutely. Know, work with them, figure out what their pain points are and give them what they're looking for. Completely. Completely. There has to be uh, a reward in it for both parties. Exactly. Okay? It has to work for both parties. So what I started um, incorporating, I mean, at the time I was looking solely to drop a day in work. So I was looking to earn money off sourcing that would replace a day's income. That was it. One day's income in mm-hmm. my employment so that I could have like a four day week. Yeah. Um, so I would have so one day at home. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's that was the initial dream, okay. um, which is which when I look back now, it was such a small dream, but that's what, what I was looking for at that time. Yeah, but it's a step, isn't it? It got you absolutely thinking the way you are now. Go on. Completely, and and yeah. it, and then it snowballed from you know I went to a four day week to a three day week and ba 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 ba. So it just it, it had the snowball effect, um, and I started to realize that this was something that could change my life, and I don't. And I truly don't say this, Dolly, with, with any light weight. It did. Um, yeah, it did. But, but pe- it did. But people think that it comes easy, and it's so not the case. No. Um, I about working in the trenches. <laughs> it's the real yes. trenches of property. Yes. So it it's is. rewarding. It is rewarding. But oh, yeah. you do the work. You do the work. Oh, completely. And this is what I, I, I preach online 24-7 to anyone that has the time to listen to me is that um, if you have come here without a work ethic, if you have come here without the preparation to put in hard work, hard graft, pack up now. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not, (laughs) this this war is not for you. Yeah, it's it's just not. Um, It's not. And it's not something you can clock in at nine o'clock, clock out at five o'clock, you get paid anyway. You have to do the work. You have to do, sometimes the sleepless nights. Now, as an, yeah. it's interesting. How do you, how do because you see when you have a kid and you're running your business, yeah. especially with this lockdown, how are you coping during this period? Because somebody like for me, I have to wake up in the middle of the night to get work done, just because yeah. of the okay. we have at home. How are you coping? Yeah. 
Okay, so routine, daily routine for me at the moment is I'm up at five. Um, so I do between sort of five to half seven, I get two and a half hours work done. So whatever that might be, that could be responding to emails, it could be deal analyzing, it could be um, you know, following up with investors who are getting emails from me at five in the morning, must think I'm crazy. Yeah, so I, 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 I structure my day in chunks. So mm -hmm. at five o'clock in the morning, I get up. Um, and then I do, we, we, we do shift work essentially. So mm -hmm. we have to, my husband and I, we have to um, do shift. So I, yeah, I, I'm on duty for a period of time. Then we swap out and he's on duty and we don't get any downtime until late on to the evening. And even then <clears throat> I can often be flicking through the laptop or um, scrolling through emails. Um, it's not ideal. It's not. And we're moving house at the same time. And you're so moving house in these yes, sort of lockdown situation. Out. Wow. With a kid. Yeah, we should, we should be out in the next two weeks. Yeah. So it's, we were actually supposed to complete on the day that lockdown was introduced. So that's why I'm living out of boxes at the moment, but because we were supposed to be out and there was no point packing them all up again. So, yeah. <laughs> so we left them. You might as well just. Yeah. Just leave them as it is. Yeah. So you know, how, do, how does my day look? It's, it's, it has to be structured. So I am a big fan. I've spoken to you before about this, about goal setting. So um, what I do is every night, my morning begins the day, the night before. Mm -hmm. So I will tonight, yeah, write down what my business goals and personal goals are for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I'm not wasting any time tomorrow morning at five o'clock. I can sit yeah, down with really the laptop good. and I know what I have to do. Mm. And it's, it's it's not sexy but it's just it's it's regimented um you have and to do everything you do on a daily basis that's what becomes the habit and that's what ends up changing your life i heard okay. um something i heard when i was still working at the time it said you know you, your your future is determined by what you do between the hours of six in the evening till about 11 at night because then i used to just come back watch tv and then when i saw that yeah. I said, that's true because if i'm working all day th during the day for my day job then mm -hmm. and I'm coming back and I'm watching tv all evening <laughs> then yeah when yeah, am yeah. I building this future when am I planning this retirement plan when is when is it happening you yeah, know that, and then we can right. out and about so yeah it took me quite some time to to, to get into that mindset and I know mindset mm -hmm. can often be a, a word that's bothered about a lot mm -hmm. um but it took me quite some time to I think it was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'd listened to him on, mm. on, uh, on a motivational podcast and he had said, you know, just sleep faster, work harder. And it was tongue in cheek, but, it, but the point was still the same. You know, if you want it, you will find a way to do it. Don't complain about tired, you know. So um, I get what you're saying there. And I, the evenings I do try, I've worked most evenings up until about half eight, nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, but I do try the shame of it to get in a little bit of Netflix because I'm doing <laughs> I know. I know. I try and find something that's sort of brain dead that you have to do. Like maybe I'm creating something on Canva, some kind of yeah. image or something that doesn't require much brain power. And then I can sit in front of the TV without feeling too yes. when the kids too are too guilty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, we're certainly workaholics when <laughs> at least during the yes. stage. Yeah. Yes. But you have to seize the opportunity. Um, mm. You will not and we have spoken before we joined this call, and you will not get this time back. I, I will put it like this. I hope I never get a coronavirus time back no, again. Exactly. <laughs> I know. So, 
Right. So if, if the schools, the if the schools ever close again, I'm leaving the country before they get out that day. <laughs> true. Um, that's fact. Yeah. <laughs> but use we should be using this time now, um, yeah, for sure. because it's definitely time that we can't get back. Um, even for people who do continue to work in offices, they're not in them at the moment. So if you have a side hustle, you should be working on it now. Fully. Yeah. Good words. And then for you, how, so what are your top strategies now? So I know sourcing and your sourcing, is it um, rent to rent sourcing? Is it buy to let sourcing? What type of yeah. sourcing do you start out with? Buy, buy to let. And I have never deviated from that. Okay. Um, so when I started out, I mean, there was all these strategies like service accommodation, rent to rent, HMO, that I did not know anything about. Yeah. I had no, yeah. you know, my my idea of property investment was you bought a house and you rented it out. Likewise, so, exactly. Yeah. So over the last two years, obviously my knowledge has expanded and I do mm -hmm. have a service accommodation business and I do have a portfolio of rent to rent um, properties um, along with a buy to let um, side of the business, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, but back, back two years ago, I didn't know anything I other than buy to let. Yes. And yeah. I think this is the property journey that most people have, especially where you don't go through the education route, where I guess yeah. you paid, you know, God knows how much they would have educated you on the fact that there are all these different, you know, like when I worked it out from just some of the side businesses that I was able to um, um, uh, generate while, you know, while we were not on lockdown, there were yeah. almost 14 different other strategies that required not that much cash to get yeah. into property. And I always say the reason why I had to find them is because property investing takes up so much cash. It takes yes. up so much of your capital that if you don't yeah. have some revenue stream, you know, like cash flow strategy mm -hmm. that's going alongside like a rent to rent strategy or something like that, it can be quite difficult. You know, spoken absolutely, absolutely. But then that's the power of education as well. And um, you know, I, I do feel that educating yourself, whether it's via someone else who's walked that path before you, or whether it is through a paid, reputable training course, it, it's invaluable. Yeah. Um, it took me quite some time to as really get on that bandwagon in terms of investing in my education and mentorship and things like that. I, mm -hmm. I did. I was slower off the bat than I should have been. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, sourcing by the let was always my initial strategy and I've just carried it on that way because it's been able to help me add to my portfolio. But And the investors that I am working with, I source to order. Um, so I work with them and I don't work with any more than three investors at a time. Um, so yeah, my area, my, my expertise absolutely lies within buy to let. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then how have you found the market during the lockdown? So in terms of for your business? Um, well, in terms of buying, we completed it last week on um, a property which had been due to complete just before lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, so that was fine. Um, I have got a current sitting offer in uh, on a property in, a, in an area that I actively buy in anyway. Um, I would be ah, fairly confident. Sorry. That's let, me, let me pause. That's a very good point you've made, which is about yep. an area you, so you know that area in a sense, that's yep. what you call your gold mine. Gold mine area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so, what, I, what I would say, Dolly, is I don't like that term. I know. People don't like it, but, <laughs> but I like it because it just, it just, it's just like a, like an aha moment. You get it, right? Once you yeah. say it, you get it, but go on. Why don't you like yeah. it? Yeah. I am. Um, 
I think with for a newcomer, there's this the term gold mine area is this um, promise that you will find a pot of gold um, a, 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 it's like a rainbow and that it will just generate cash. And it's, it's not like that, okay. Um, it is say my preferred investment area and um, because that's what it is um i have two preferred investment areas within the city of belfast for mm-hmm. very good reasons because the yields are good because okay. the properties and the, the the long-term tenant abilities are good because the amenities are good um, and because the houses are cheaper okay. um, so houses are relatively cheaper good yields on your investment yeah and good rental sorry strong rental demand, rental demand. Rental demand. Very family orientated um, cliques almost um, with very long term proven tenancies you know I'm talking 15 20 years so this is single by to let so this is like single by to let single by to let no haters none of those sort of sexy strategies just well I mean okay I have since branched out and so in the areas that um, I was originally sourcing the buy to let, I've actually tra- transformed some of them into service accommodation units ah. um, and sort of more than trebled the income um, on them. I know. So that's... Service accommodation, there's some specific locations that just work for it. And yes. So. No, absolutely. So when, when you ask about, is my strategy buy to let? Yes. But um, throughout the course of the last two years, I've used the education that I've had mm-hmm. to spot opportunity um, and increase my cash flow, which is what it's all about. Cash is keen. Cash and, flow, and, yes. Yeah, and cash will be keen uh, as we come into what I believe is going to be a very rocky mm. four or five months, um, certainly towards the end of 2020. I know. I know. So it's funny you should say that because I was looking through the auctions today and the prices are ready. Because I always say that um, if you look through auction catalog and you go to auction, yeah. you'll notice that it's kind of predating what's going to happen in the market. You yeah. know, it's kind of like it's just sitting at the forefront. So it's almost like the rudder of the ship in the front. You can almost yeah. see what's going to happen with the market and yeah. prices are slashing. Like they're just... Okay. Bottom prices. So we'll see what actually happens in the auction. If this is kind of a bait to get people in, to draw people. Yeah, in. that. Yeah. That could be I, it. But yeah. Some prices, I've, I've not seen them since 2010. Wow. Okay, that's really interesting. So I, I've never bought an auction, and I, I will pick your brain at some point. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of that, so that's 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 an interesting point yeah. to note. Yeah. Great. So so coming into how you got started, and you know we've talked about the impact of COVID and how it's. Mm-hmm seems to not have made too much of an impact in your business, which is good. But somebody who's coming in at this time, right? Mm -hmm. What sort of advice would you give them for starting out their own property journey? Educate yourself. Mm. Education. Nobody can take it from you. And I am not what I'm very, very, I'm an advocate of, look, do your due diligence. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't jump at the first crash course that you see. Mm -hmm. Um, reach out to somebody who has walked that path before you that's the easiest way success leaves clues dolly success leaves clues right that's true that is so true Um, and i wish i had been familiar with all this um personal development much earlier in my career because i would have gotten to the point that i'm at now much quicker um and i have a long way to go i mean i haven't got it all sussed far from it Um, and i have huge plans huge plans um but to get if you're just starting off in this i mean i would do the same thing now 
I mean, I, I find a life coach, find a mentor, educate mm -hmm. yourself, read books. There's a plenty of free content out there and mm -hmm. um, very, very valuable free content mm -hmm. out there. Um, so I would use this time to consume, consume, consume. Yeah. And that's actually what, even, even at these different stages, you know, I've yeah. been more years in it. That's all I'm doing is consuming, trying mm -hmm. to put out consuming. It's almost like, you know, yeah. creating content, consuming, creating content. That's what this whole season is about. Isn't it? It's a lot about Completely. content. And, but you know, yeah. your entire, your entire business growth, your entire entrepreneurial journey, your entire personal development, you should consistently be learning. You should, you should consistently yeah. be consuming content, whether yeah. it's for fun, whether it's for learning, whether it's to produce your own content. content yes. Whatever it might be, you should consistently be consuming content. Um, yeah. And I'm a big, I've really only practiced it in, I'd say maybe in the last six to eight months. Mm -hmm. But it's, I can see the momentum that it's Different. built in my own business. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that would be the advice I give to someone now. Just consume as much content as you can um, and find someone who has achieved what you want to achieve. Yes. And ask them for help. Simple as that. Yeah. And in this property, in this property sort of um, industry, a lot of people are giving. I've spoken to quite a lot of people that are like, well, just call me anytime you need help, you know. Yeah very given, very happy to share their journey. It's almost like, you know, the sea of opportunity and we're not competing, you know, like you're where you are. I'm where I am. You know, I'll help you as best as I can. Yeah. You know, contact me, you know? So well, I, I actually think that a large part of that Dolly, is because um, property is a word that there is so much more that can be achieved collaborating. Yes. Than can be achieved doing it on your own. On your own. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So people are much more open to talking to everybody. They're much more opening to open to sharing information um, because there's always a possibility that somewhere along the line, there's a joint venture opportunity. Um, and yeah, it's the long game effect. Oh, a hundred percent. This is not, this is not get rich quick. I keep yeah. saying it's not. It's not a deal by deal. You just want to get a quick buck from a deal from an investor type of thing. No, you're yeah. cultivating these relationships absolutely long yeah your network is your net worth 100 percent. i love that mm -hmm. and the interesting thing is i also say some of these um strategies are gateway strategies so you know i say i give an example like sometimes if you go to somebody you can't possibly just say oh give me the keys to your property let me help you manage your property or mm -hmm. give me 100k let me invest that property yeah but let me that invest the cash for you but actually if you started off with a simple strategy like Oh, yeah. I have this, um, somebody who's traveling who wants to stay at a property of yours. You know, you start to build that rapport with that person. I know yeah. there was once you were talking about how you ran into somebody just doing your everyday, what you yeah. love to do. And you ran into somebody who became your investor, right? Yeah. At the bakery? At the bakery, yes. So That's it's true. actually just doing what you do as yeah. well as, you know, picking a strategy, being consistent with it. Yeah. You're building relationships constantly. Well, that's yeah. it. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short um, because they expect the quick wins and the quick wins mm -hmm. just don't come. You might get lucky. Lucky, yeah. Once. And it does happen. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's not consistent. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you certainly won't build a business around it. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it very much is the long game. And I, I mean, I've said it on this call already. I say it again with your network being your net worth. The people that you cultivate your relationship mm -hmm with the people you're trying to give the effort to are the people that will reward you you know in spades all yeah. the time um you know from from i started in this journey i've been working with the same three investors i've never had now granted in the last 
two weeks almost, um, mm -hmm. I've been contacted by two new investors, which yeah. is fine. Um, and that's £450,000 worth of new yeah. venture finance well done. In, in two weeks. Yeah. Up until that point, I was working with the same three investors um, because I, I worked damn hard cultivating the relationships with them. Yeah. Um, so give us not, examples of that. That's a good one. So because you, you're, you're sourcing properties, you're building relationships with people. So give us an example of how you have demonstrated this sort of hard work and this ethic that has kept you with well, them? I mean, what I generally do is, I mean, so on my investor lead generation call, I had spoken about how to maintain the relationships with clients. So when I got my, for example, my first investor, um, it was a guy, he was a great guy, and he's actually a business partner of mine now as well in one of my other projects. Um, so what with him was, I, I wanted to make sure I was at the forefront of his mind every day. So I essentially stalked him. Um, but I give the best possible service. And I was just learning. I was just, I was so wet behind the ears with all this. Um, but I wanted to make myself invaluable. I wanted him to think that if, if I was removed from this equation, that everything else would crumble. I just busted my balls, like quite literally just, you know, bent over backwards to prove my worth. Because at that time I was also quite, uh, I didn't have the confidence actually of, of asking for the fee. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that comes with, with time, I definitely think. Mm -hmm. um, but it's then it's nurturing those relationships, you know, and once you've maybe secured the property, it's saying, well, look, let's go for a celebratory lunch or let's grab a coffee. Yeah. Um, small, small things like that. You know, what's up next? Um, that same guy, um, I had been explaining to him that cash flow was, was very much my priority at this moment in time. He offered me rent-to-rent -rent deal um, on the property that I had sourced for him. So without nurturing those relationships, I never would have been presented with those opportunities. I mean, yeah. one was sourcing the property, two was tenanting it, three was rent to rent. You know, it just, it snowballed from there, which then went on into joint venture finance and so on and so on. Oh, wow. um, I try and hold client dinners, I can't at the moment, um, or client get togethers yeah. once a month or bi-monthly, whatever it might be. Okay. And it's, it's myself and three other people and, and it, it keeps them, it keeps them connected. Nice. Well done. I like that. Because I normally will have an individual like, you know, with seeing each of the different investors, just like if we have like a good, you know, we sold a property and it was mm -hmm. a good sell. I'll take them out, you know, just because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, they could invest with anyone. Right. So exactly. they've chosen you. chosen me. Yeah, I have to. I, I definitely want to nurture that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's really a good tip. And then um, what is a mega goal you set for yourself? Like, you know, I know you have big dreams. Like, what is a mega yeah. goal you set for yourself? A mega goal. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone. I, I don't know if you're too. I love Grant. Like, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do I. Um, I, and I am a massive fan of his 10X. Yeah, um, the whole 10X no, philosophy. Absolutely. So I spent some time with him last summer in, Wow. June, July. June, mm -hmm. July. Um, and I came out of that weekend just mind mind was completely blown. Mm -hmm. So I mean a a major goal for me is I don't know that it's monetary, um, but I would certainly like to have an empire of property. Yeah. Um never to sell. Mm -hmm. I, I have no intention of selling. My entire goal is to hand the keys of the kingdom over to my son now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not for him to be a spoiled brat, um, but, but for him to the next level. I always completely generational wealth. 
Yes. Because, you know, what you've done is that you've created like a baseline for him, right? Oh, yeah. From there. So it's funny because I'm not big on like the heavy construction, you know, like the heavy duty stuff. Yeah. I've always said, you know what, I'm hoping that I'll have developed enough so that by the time he's grown, because I know how boys can be into their, their, like deep, like construction and all of that, he will take it to the next level. I'm happy to keep it the way it is, you know, I'll do the refurbs, do the... You know, uh, like the projects on the side. You know, as long as everything's given a good yield. But if I can then have this huge company to hand over to him to then yeah. take to the next level, I've done my duty. I'm okay. Yeah, and that's exactly where I'd like to be at. So for me, it is it is about building that legacy. It's about having that um, wealth. I mean, because the money at this moment in time, it, it's it's not the money that I like. It, it's what the money allows me to do. So it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's buy back my time. It's mm-hmm. things are on my schedule. Um. I make my own, I can drop him to school when school's open. You know, it's things like that. Yes. Spend um, time with him, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So in terms of property, it's definitely to, to build mm. a, a phenomenal empire of, of wealth through it. Um, yeah. And it's entirely achievable. Um, you know, on, on another side, I, I do have some projects ongoing in the background at the moment, which I'm not putting out there just at this moment in time, okay. but I, I would like um, for that project to certainly in five years from now be a nationwide contender with some of the best wow. um, academies out there. So yeah, I mean things well, are happy. yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah, it goes. And we've always talked about having like a mega conference of of like property moms, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Listen, yeah. that that's I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's a no brainer, Dolly. Um, the amount of, of women that I have spoken to in the last mm. maybe four or five weeks who are mothers who are struggling, if I'm being honest, um, yeah. in terms of balancing being mum and being businesswoman. Yeah. Um, I think you and I both know that when it's safe to do so, um, we will be holding uh, a conference for property mumpreneurs. Mumpreneurs, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. But yeah, it's been so great. And before you go, I always ask this question, which is, what have you learned from your son that during this crazy times that you can apply to your business? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't suppose I can use, well, today he gave me a very in-depth analogy of um, the, the breeding activities of rats. Um, so I can't, I, yeah, he's... For three, for, for, for three, he's really, really clued in. Wow. I was like, what? Where did you? He's a massive, massive wildlife guy. Loves it. Um, what? Actually, I do know something. Um, and this is actually a good thing to take forward. What I have learned from my son over the last nine weeks is that no doesn't mean no. So, okay. So when I tell him no, in his head, he does not hear no. Yes, I've learned. Okay, so you'll get that. But from but from um, an entrepreneurial perspective, no doesn't always mean no. Mm-hmm. Keep on knocking. Um, so that's actually um, that's an amazing. I, ha- I have learned something from him. Then <laughs> you are, you are, Very and good. it's funny because I have a blog called "What I've Learned from My Kids During the Lockdown," and that's exactly right. what I said. I said. No actually doesn't mean no. It oh, actually, really? Yes. It's unbelievable. I said, Danielle, like, wow. you need to check it out. You'll see it. it's one of those where I wrote, no doesn't actually, it either means not yet, or the, the circumstance hasn't been set up yet with the, yes, enough yes. pressure for the person to realize, you know what? Okay, yes. <laughs> you know. 
I completely agree. And in yeah. fact, there's a book, um, and I, I don't know if I'm going to get this right. I haven't read it, but it's come highly recommended. Um, ask for the no, or shoot for the no. Okay. So basically, get them. You know, when you're looking for, whether it's doing deals, making offers. Yeah. Um, let's face it. Always the no. Yeah. If you always get the no. So yeah. if you offer and your first offer is accepted, you know we've offered yes. too. Many. I always say that. Yes. Okay. You so, hit, if you hit, yes, if they say yes, you've shot too low. Absolutely. So yeah. always ask for the no. So there you go. What I've learned from my son this week um, is that no does not always mean no, and I will carry that into my business. And <laughs> keep, keep on pushing, persistent. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Yeah. So thank you so much, Daniel. That no, was no, thank you. I have been absolutely uh, overjoyed. Look, I'm sorry that it's taken us so long to get this scheduled. I know, but you know, that's how it is, isn't it? But so finally it we put it together and it was really good talking to you and just getting to understand your journey, understand where you're going, your mindset, you know, because you have such a strong mindset about this. You're so gung-ho. It's like, really, you are hungry mommy. You really oh, thank are. You. <laughs> if that comes across, and honestly, Dolly, if that comes across, um, I am passionate about it. Um, I am very much, I am very ambitious, but I want other people to know that they can do it too. They can do it too. It's not just yes. Yeah. That's a good one because, you know, a lot of people always have that, oh no, you have that ambition. You have the entrepreneurial spirit. No, it didn't start out like that. Right. No. So, you know, you are learning and you're building up the competencies as you yeah. go along, aren't you? So completely, completely. And yeah. um, there's no such thing as an overnight success either. Mm -hmm. um, what people don't see is they only see the wins because people are less likely to share the losses on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, so, never be jaded by facebook or social media I, I don't need to tell you that but newcomers to the scene certainly get um disheartened when they see everyone it's not just you no it's not just newcomers that happened to me today i i, oh. ran, I saw somebody's profile and i was like wow they've done so much in such a short time and i know behind the scenes there's definitely been a lot of struggles you could see oh, yeah. through the thread of what he was writing that yeah. there's definitely been the struggles but it's still quite phenomenal what some people are achieving in property. And one of the key takeaways is, you know how we were talking about collaborating. Mm -hmm. what he's done from what I could pick up from what he's done very well at yeah. collaborating. And I think if I was to self reflect, it's one yeah. of the things I've done the least is, you know, like, because I guess, you know, it's different times of your life, isn't it? So I'm having kids, I'm trying to run a property business, blah, 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 yeah. you know? So being out there and collaborating is a strong way to build your business. It is a very strong okay. way. It will fast track um, your goals. Yeah. It, it will absolutely fast track your goals. And um, as I say, not a lot of people embrace that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would rather have 50% of something than 100% of nothing. Nothing. Exactly. You know, so yeah, no, this has been a, a, a very enlightening conversation. I think we, you and I have a lot to speak of. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll keep the conversations, you know, going for sure. So, definitely. yeah. Definitely. And sure. We're going for dinner in London whenever we can, so it's fine. And yes, I won't forget the wine. <laughs> I know you won't, trust me. I know you won't. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Daniel. That was great. All right, then. Have Take a fab evening. I hope you were inspired by Daniel's story. She really brings in the passion to what she does. And I hope you got some key learnings and understand that 
though there are challenges in this business and in this thing we call property and the journey, we can still thrive, dominate and be successful both in business and in raising a family. And that's what Daniel's journey is basically telling us. So for the next podcast, I'll be going over the seven key mistakes to avoid when buying an auction. It's so vital you listen to this, especially as it's auction season. So if you're looking and you're interested in sourcing properties that way, it's a must listen. And again, do subscribe to this podcast to receive the notifications. Also subscribe to my emails. I send out valuable emails, which are all related to property. And um, I'm just talking about the property journey. And till the next episode, I wish you all the best as you embark or scale up in building your own successful property business.